0: Well, well! Welcome to Dad Crossing, a podcast about animals and parenting. Today, we're going to be chatting about screen time and violence, but not the two of them. Not the same time. Not the same... Well, sort of. Anyway, Dad Crossing is probably part of the Nintendo Dads Family Podcast. Today, we have Nick Dendrites Metzger. Is that a skin disease? Do I have a skin disease? Is that what I have? Is that what I have? We've also got with us today Sean Axon abbott
1: It uh, sounds delightful <laughs> it sounds like a skin
0: disease <laughs> and of yeah, course <laughs> and of course i'm here dan cell body Caparello, and those my friends are the three parts of nerve cells the <laughs> dendrites the axon and Wait. the cell body and just like a nerve cell the three of us are inseparable so that's right that's that's oh. about yeah I'm, just I'm glad that, I'm glad that I'm really glad that joke landed and y'all understood what I was doing there because <laughs> well, not only are we entertaining but we're also educational. Tell you. kids, right? Yeah, exactly. See, they could listen to this podcast. We're kid friendly. We're just we're we're on the Nintendo Dad's feed. We've earned that place. Unlike another podcast that we may or may not mention. <laughs> How are you guys doing? What's going on? It's Monday for some of us. <laughs> Still. <laughs> It's It's only Monday for you, Dan. It's only Monday for me. How typical is that? (laughs) Monday (laughs) just keeps on going. This Monday just won't end for me. We're just going to... Welcome to the future. (laughs) Dan's like, it's Monday for some of us. Let me ask you guys a question. (laughs) Let me ask you a question. Does tomorrow get any better?
1: (laughs) Always. Okay. Tomorrow's for always you Because you've
2: procrastinated all your crap to tomorrow. <laughs> so let's be honest. It doesn't get any better for you.
0: <laughs> yes, yes. The story here, folks, is that I, my computer decided to not work. And so I decided to not work either. I said, oh, you're not going to work. I'm not going to work either, which I can do because I'm a full-time freelancer. Unfortunately, what that means is that I had a great break today and tomorrow – It's just full of extra work I have to do. So, or the next day, maybe I'll double procrastinate and just put it off until I go on vacation. Mm, That'll be a great vacation.
2: So you have 58-ish minutes left of your your time off. Thanks for spending it with us.
0: I'm not even going to sleep. I'm just going to keep working. That's just,
2: yeah. Is that something you can do? Can you just stay up like that and just power through? I
0: think I would probably die if I did that. I need to, I need to
1: sleep. Okay. Yeah. It'd be fun. So I should no, try I, it. I did it yesterday. I think I had like an hour and listen, a half. Listen, sleep Sean, yesterday. I know, but that's your job. You know, it's <laughs> your,
2: he gets paid not to sleep.
0: Well,
1: how no, do you no, supplement
0: I, that? Hold on. How do you supplement that though? Cause that seems very like bad for your health.
1: Um, I don't know. I came home yesterday from work about eight o'clock in the morning went straight out and ran did three kilometers and then i came home and the kids were getting up so i left mrs abbott in bed to sleep for a little bit and then i think i went to bed at about half past 11 and woke up at quarter past one ish if that at the latest quarter past what quarter past one in the afternoon so not so much you got an two hour. hours of sleep yeah, and then went to bed last night at about ten o'clock. So that's how I supplement it is because uh, after my last, oh okay, um, shift, I tend to be alright. That's the best way to switch back around to normality. So, alright, John. When we do when we do podcasts after nights like this. I'm like by this point, I'm awake. I've had a coffee. I like just get ready yeah. to go. And yeah,
0: yeah, yeah.
2: See, why you can send these pictures of how amazing you are is because when you do a really long day and you have to stay up, you run. What I do is just drink copious amounts of caffeine. So, (laughs) I mean, you are so much more healthy than me. You're like, yeah, to stay awake, I just ran three miles. And I'm like, yeah, I just chugged two liters of Coke. And so now I'll be good.
0: (laughs) I take a nap. Naps are uh, So we're all, (laughs) we just have our strategies here for doing dad stuff. Addras so so uh, have, has anybody been playing anything different this week? I don't think so. I think we're all pretty much just stuck in our in our uh, well, Nintendo hasn't dropped or released anything. there were a few indie games, but I don't think any of us are playing any of them.
2: Yo, I uh, am I, I, I played short a short hike.
0: Oh, I, how was that?
2: I beat it if you can beat that game. um it was it was it, it's aptly named as it is a short hike, Um, but it's uh, you're this little bird, you're flying around, you, uh, you have to make it to this one spot. It is a touch difficult, it's really all about exploration and it's one of those fun games, I mean, I'm gonna liken just this part to Breath of the Wild, okay, the game is not at all like Breath of the Wild, but in the sense where like, if you take the time to go out of your way to get to a nook or cranny, it rewards you with something. Like, you'll always find something there. And that was kind of the, the cool. fun part of it. Yeah, I love games like that where it's like, I hate it when you get to a really tough spot and it's like, there's just like, well, there's nothing here. I did, I did this for nothing. But there's always coins or a treasure chest or there's always something everywhere. And even after you beat it, there's a fun little vehicle you get at the end. I won't spoil it. if People want to play it still. That's, that's really cool. And there's a ton of more stuff that I could do. Like there's, my only complaint is at some point, I wish I would have gotten a map to that game. So and the story there is a story to the game which is pretty good so so yeah I, I enjoyed it that was the only indie I got Spirit Bear but I've yet to boot it up so I haven't played that
0: yeah so difficult uh. how what do you mean you said it's a touch difficult it seems like a game that you literally walk around in
2: no I mean getting to the very top is a touch difficult uh. I wouldn't say that's it's like suit I it's not it's not like Celeste difficult but there's like a strategy. You have to figure out how to get to the top, and you get these little golden feathers which help you um, which help you fly farther and faster and higher and so uh, so yeah, I don't want to make it seem like it's a really difficult thing. It is not, but cool. people are saying it's super easy. There is a little bit of difficulty at the very end to, to summit. I guess that's my point.
0: You know what I might be in the mood for a, a short hike. <laughs> So anyway, I think that's the only new thing we've been playing because it's all Borderlands all the time for me, mostly. Yeah. Um, I might end up picking up picking Paper Mario to play when I go on vacation. You should do
1: exactly. that. Yeah, definitely. It'd make your vacation go very quickly because you'll spend a lot of time of it staring at a small screen. But uh,
0: That's what <laughs> yeah. I do on vacation anyway, so <laughs> might as well do something productive. No, whatever. Yeah. Good. Awesome. I
2: played Great. it. I've been playing Paper Mario with Noah and he absolutely like that's why I haven't beat it yet. I'm on the doorstep of the final battle, I'm fairly certain, but like I cannot play that game without him. I feel bad because he just absolutely loves it. It is a touch annoying because I have to read everything to him. Um mm. so that gets not it's not annoying, it's just kind of exhausting. It makes you play not as long because it's like I just need a break from reading because there is a lot of reading in that game. Yeah. Um yeah. and so but it has been a great experience just uh, playing playing through that entire thing with him and having him be like, I bet I know what's going to happen next. And he gets super excited when he thinks he's figured out the story. So that's been fun.
0: Cool. Well, Sean, you've got something coming up that's pretty interesting. You've got a Mario tournament. What's, what's the deal with that?
1: Yeah, um, I've got a week off work now. Um, and it's the last week of the school holidays. So we kind of wanted to finish it off doing a bit of a family-type thing. So... We've decided that we're gonna play Mario Pie, Mario Kart, and Smash Bros. And we're gonna do a tournament across them all. And awesome. the one who w- wins the most, which will probably be me, because <laughs> <yeah. laughs> um actually I don't know, my, my eldest daughter is a like a poker shark of Mario Pie. She's unreal. You're the I, one to beat. Though. She's once Yeah, well we we once Played a round of it, and she got 13 stars in one game. So
2: now, how long do you play, Sean? Like, like what's um, your normal?
1: A two-hour for Mario Party. Yeah, okay. So, um, but, yeah, we've got that coming up. We've also decided that we're going to do a quiz for each of us. So, my wife's doing a quiz, five questions, five categories. So, we're doing that. It's kind of like a, a way of spending the last week together, because after this week off, I'm working solidly for two weeks. The wife goes back wow. to work, and the eldest goes back to school. So, wow. yep. And the that other thing that worked, guys. Yeah, yeah. I can't I. We should start it. We should have started it last night, but uh, my eldest daughter had a sleepover at one of her friends. So, because now we're at a point where we can start doing that within. Like friendship bubbles of hers and stuff like that. So she had yeah. a sleeper over one of her friends. So she kind of like by nine o'clock last night, she was crashed out. So it's
2: cool. cool that yeah. you've progressed to that level to where there's like you can start reaching out to other friends and doing all that kind of yeah. stuff.
1: Yeah, so that's it's, great. It's, it's because we know they're going to be in her class at school, so they're going they're going to be spending a lot of time together in a room. So why sure. not? Yeah, sure, makes um, sense. And the um, other thing I've got planned is possibly looking at wiping my island on Animal Crossing. And you've got a it. bit
0: of a cheat. You got a bit of a cheat for this, don't you?
1: Yeah, I'm going to use Lindsay's um, save on her switch. I'm going to dump all my cash there and any items that, like tools that I've struggled to get, and then I can quickly get through to the point where I've got terraforming, and then. I, I can't do. I can't see. I can't look at my island as it is now and say, "Right, this is how I want it to be." I, I keep looking at it, and I'm like, "I just can't. I can't do it. Mm. <laughs> can't see. Can't see to move everything. I don't want to time travel because it's going to take the days to move everything and then move everything back. So i just thought if I start again." It'll I'm be taking. An interesting talking, I'm, I'm interesting taking the other it.
0: approach to uh, wiping your island because I've been going square by square and erasing everything. And it's not taking as long as I thought it would because. My, and I, I don't really know why. I mean, I'm sure once I actually get down to terraforming, it's going to take a little while, but clearing out items and trees has been pretty quick. Um, like most of the trees and items are now off my Island and I just have to go through and do terraforming, which is all paths and water and stuff like that. So Um, once it's all flattened out, I'm going to actually start building the actual like places to go and plot out moving all of the, all of the buildings, which is going to take literal days. So that's kind of annoying, but I mean, it's a slow process, but I, I'm not in any rush. I'm just kind of making it work as I go. Um, and I can't wait to show it off when it's done, but, uh, yeah, I don't, I, I just don't, I don't want to lose my Islanders and all that. And, Mm-hmm. Be very sad if I totally threw everything out the window. Yeah, I don't think I could do it.
2: Yeah. All those items that I've that I've worked so hard to get, and I don't know. I just don't think I could just wipe my island. Kudos to you. Like seriously, like that's um, it's
1: it's uh, the, the bugs, the bugs and the fish. Yeah, and the fossils are the only one thing that, so far has made me stop and go. They were hard to get. Nick's still struggling to get one fossil. <laughs> he's, he plays it more than anybody I know in the world, and he's still struggling to get that last fossil. So oh, I'm like, boy. that's the only thing that's stopping me. Ridiculous. Otherwise, yeah. Are you, the are plan you... is to Go completely ahead. flatten? The, the plan is to completely flatten. I'm not going to have any high rises. I'm going to get rid of all the water. I'm, I'm basically going to replan the entire island. So
0: that's cool.
2: So are you caught up on the bugs currently? Like, have you been? Uh, have you caught all the stags and all the beetles and all the blah, blah, blah?
1: No, the beetles are the ones that I'm struggling with. It's the ones that live on the trees are currently okay. the ones. But other than all that, right. yeah, I've got everything. I've got all the deep sea stuff. The beetles are tough. Yeah, though.
2: that'd be tough because I actually literally just went through it. If you've caught everything from the beginning, you can, you can wipe out the Critterpedia in December when the dung beetle comes out that rolls snowballs for whatever reason, that's weird, but you know, whatever it is, that's how it works. <laughs> um, so, so I'm like, I'm, I'm just super excited because I'm like, I'm going to have the Critterpedia finished in like December. Nice.
0: So, Merry, Merry Christmas.
2: Christmas. Yeah. Three months. That's all I got to wait. That's well, welcome to Animal Crossing. When you're like, I'll be done with that in three months. <laughs> yeah.
0: How many hours again? No, we're not going to talk about that.
2: I crested seven hundred. I I hey, finally got to seven hundred.
0: You're going to yep. get to a thousand hours, dude.
2: I am. Um, yeah, it's going to happen. There. That's going to be
0: uh, really happy <laughs> and sad day at the same time.
2: <laughs> it's cool. I'm. I love. I love Animal Crossing. We all knew that before I started this. So uh, yeah.
1: Good to Well, thousand hours. That is a long time.
2: Yeah, we just don't. <laughs> we just. It's fine if I talk about it here. My wife doesn't listen to this podcast at all, so that's great. So we're fine. She doesn't okay. she doesn't get my emails about how many hours. She doesn't see my switch time. We're all good.
0: <laughs> oh, brother. Anyway, let's move into the dad corner. We'll chat a little bit about the topic of the day there for all the dads listening, or the kids, or whoever you are, whatever. Um, mums, so today moms that listen. Yes, mums. All the mums. Uh so prepping kids for school, and on top of that, we're juggling screen time across multiple devices since some of us are going back to school digitally. Um, that can be an interesting dynamic that we are currently experiencing, especially when their hobbies all revolve around screens and their, their school revolves around screens. You know, uh, what... So Nick, let's start with you. So what what are your kids doing right now for school? Are they online or are they um, in person? And what have you been doing to help mitigate the screen time? Yes,
2: yeah, so our our kiddos go back in on after Labor Day, and they will be in person as of right now, as long as everything goes well. Um, that's the plan. Uh, and so currently, I've been doing a dad like i'm i'm the stay-at-home dad that works kind of thing my wife works at uh, a school district that actually went back in the beginning of of august she her first day back was i think august 9th or something like that um for teachers at least and so i have been hanging out with the kiddos since then through this month and so one of the things we did because me and my wife talked and we were like listen it's been like six months since these kids have had any... Jen's having, a... having a fourth meal? Is that what Taco Bell calls it? So it's totally distracting. For Anyways, let me get back on track.
0: But, um, Listen, it's Dunkin' Donuts cereal, okay?
2: Oh Are we back to the Dunkin' Donut. You were talking about this on Discord. It's delicious. And, and it's Dunkin'. Wait, wasn't there something that happened when you had Dunkin' Donuts cereal the next day? And you were like, your wife was like, your wife was like, "Well, that's what happens when you have a dome in the ceiling." You're like, "Well, I can't.
0: oh, I just couldn't sleep."
2: Oh, okay. yeah. Well, you don't need to do that anyway. Well, I'm, um, yeah, no, I'm anyways, on the so, right so, anyway, carry on. To my, I'm going to mute yeah, myself yeah, so I can. Yeah, watch. that's fine. You you go back to your meal. Um. So what my wife and I decided to do was kind of do a uh, a light school, I guess, is what you call it. Like we had these packets and stuff that that Noah and Ariel had to do, my son and daughter, through uh um, through June. And so we pulled out some more of those and kind of, instead of having them do all that they would normally do, we just have them do like one or two to kind of get them re-acclimated with what they were learning at the end of the year to get them away from screen time for a little bit. We kind of dialed back their, their bedtime a little bit too, because man, we were really like, <laughs> like no one would go to bed at like 10 or 11, which was not the time that a five, that a six year old should go to bed. Um, but you know, we didn't have anything else to do. So he'd hang out with me and, uh, And so we dialed him back to like nine, and then next week we're going to take him back to eight, and we're just kind of preparing him to get back to a schedule. So that's I I cannot,
0: I cannot even imagine what it would be like for my kid, for my five year old to go to bed at 11. (laughs) That would just, that, that just blows my mind.
2: (laughs) Why do you, why do you say that? Like, you, I don't know. Like,
0: we, we have just always, like, Seven o'clock, you're in bed, like done deal. If you get out of bed, there's going to be consequences, like done. Like, we're not going to hang out with you. We raised you all day. We're we're done seeing you. Go to bed, like I, can't, you know. And I'm not I'm not judging anyone. No, no, I, I know you're kids. No, you're cool. This is just how we've been running my yeah, household, yeah. right mm-hmm. or wrong. I've just
1: like put your kid to bed. What are you doing? T- <laughs> um, my, my question is what time does noah get up if he's going to bed at like 10 11 o'clock is he sleeping in a little bit longer
2: yeah that's the thing like so, so he's sleeping until eight thirty. 30 okay
0: well there's the trade-off i mean the, yeah. our kids yeah. are up at 6 a.m easy
2: so, and to be yeah. fair my <laughs> wife likes it my so during the summer obviously i'm at work and my wife is at home and so she likes it that way because yeah. she likes to sleep in so she would rather him be up a little bit later So, or quite a bit later so that she can not have to worry about the kiddos getting up as early. So, so yeah, that's why, uh, that's, that's, I guess one of the reasons we, we do that. It is a pro and con thing though. I totally agree with that in the sense of it's like, well, we don't really get to spend as much time together. Like me and Becca my wife, because it's like, the kids are all here too now and much later than normal. Although let's be honest during COVID, we stayed up till like two in the morning. Like it's ridiculous. We watch Way too much Netflix. So that's what I'm doing. What are you guys doing?
1: Sean, you're about to go back,
2: right?
1: Yeah, we're, we're getting ready. We're literally just starting to do the what you've been doing with the scaling things back. So it's mainly the eldest because Logan doesn't go to school as per se. He, used, like, he goes to nursery like a total of one day all week. So – and his bedtime has never followed. He's been like you done seven o'clock. You are in bed because if he's not in bed by then, it turns into some kind of tiny little evil monster that just wants to fight you with every chance. Um, and so, like, and because he shares a room with my youngest daughter, who's eight, she's been going to bed at seven o'clock. Like seven o'clock. And what we tend to do is we like we we sneakily give her the switch and say, so "Here you go. You've got like a, an hour of screen time." but then we're going to come up like 8 o'clock and we'll take that off you and then you've got to go to sleep. Um, So we've started to not let her have the screen time sat in bed. So it's like, right, here you go. We've got your little light. Do a little bit of reading um, and we'll come up and tell you to turn the light off. It's the eldest that we're going to struggle with because even still, me and the wife will go to bed at like 10, half 10 because obviously the smallest of the small, the evil one, um, (laughs) still likes to get get up at 7 a.m. regardless of when he's gone to bed.
0: That's how my kids are because it was like, you know, they can go to bed at 10 p.m. and they do sometimes, they stay up in their rooms and we have to put them back in bed. They're still up at 6 a.m. I'm like, this is why you go to bed at 7. This is why.
1: (laughs) Um, So I went up to bed and like, uh, because I drink a lot of water, and other stuff. Um, like one o'clock, I'll go down to the toilet, and I can guarantee at one o'clock in the morning, my eldest daughter is probably still up watching TikTok on a phone like this constantly, um, which will bring me onto the balancing screen time. Um, so it, this week, we're starting to be like, right, look, it's, it's 10 o'clock, let's wind down. Put your phone away, turn the TV off, do some reading for an hour, and then like next week it'll be right. Okay, nine o'clock, screens off, do some reading, wind down. Because otherwise, she's just getting her. Because what her school's done is they've given everybody staggered the start times, so not everybody starts at the same time, so then not everybody finishes at the same time, so. I think she's in the earlier category. So she's like got to be up, gone, walked to school and be at school for like quarter to nine in the morning. So like at this moment in time, there's only one nine o'clock in the day for Jaya. So, yeah. So she's going to struggle, I think, to get back to mm-hmm. normal sure. Yeah,
0: that, that can be tough shifting around, shifting around your schedule that quickly. Yeah. Um, which is good you guys are doing the like a week of ten o'clock, a week of nine o'clock.
1: Um It's if we did if we didn't, she'd she'd struggle yeah. really bad for the first week. Well and probably rebel she, some more too. Uh, not so much rebel, but oh, really? she just she'd yeah, she's not really a rebellious type, is Jaya. She's pretty calm and goes very well with the flow. Um She'd just struggle. So, like, we'd, she'd get up the next morning and she'd be really tired and she'd be like, I really struggled to get back to sleep or I really struggled to force myself to go to sleep. So yeah. breaking it in easy is the, the kind of thing to do. Good deal.
2: Yeah, I think that's why it works with Noah to stay up later too because he, like, if Noah's up past the time that he feels he should be, like, Noah will just be like, I'm going to bed. No, just like, okay, sorry. I should have put you in bed by now, I guess. Or if he doesn't do that, he'll just like, you know, like he's going to fall asleep because he just like grabs a pillow and curls up on the couch. And like, I look over and he's just gone. And so it's like, all right, well, I'll just carry you to
0: bed. Oh man, my three-year-old will do that. If she's tired, she'll go lay in her bed and fall asleep. Yeah. She's just like, no, I'm done. I'm good. Mm. None of my other kids do that, but my three-year-old will. Okay. (laughs) Okay.
1: Oh, no. <laughs> Logan literally, like, if he starts to get that tired, it just seems really impossible. Like, yeah, you can't get him to do anything. It's like, right, okay, let's. What, why don't we go get you a snack before bed? I want a snack. Well, okay. Well, let's just go to bed. No, I want a snack. <laughs> but yeah. What, you just tell... Right, okay, what do you want as a snack? I don't want a snack. Oh, man. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, about ty, let's, let's let's play this game. <laughs> oh, that age is
0: magical. It's pure magic. So we so all my kids are very young. My oldest is five, so the other two, I don't have to worry about school or screen time because they don't that's not I control all of that. so whatever. Um, we have daycare for them both. When we need it. Uh, Olivia goes every day, she's three. And Miles goes for half the day. He's, he's our six-month-old. Um, so Nathan, the five-year-old, is kind of the wild card. And we went back and forth about what we were going to do with him. We were going to homeschool him. We were going to send him to, to school. We're, we're doing all virtual learning right now for the first few weeks here in Texas. Oh, I so everybody's, yeah, everybody's doing virtual learning right now. Um, and we landed on just like, what does he even learn and kindergarten, what are you learning? You're learning like, like arithmetic, and you're learning what sounds letters make. Okay, I think we can handle that. <laughs> I think like he doesn't need to be on a laptop all day. Um, he doesn't, you know, uh, he's going to go to first grade next year, and he can learn everything he needs to learn to get to first grade almost on his own. I mean, this he's very smart. Pick stuff up very fast, and so we we just kind of decided like we're gonna do like very light homeschooling, but really he's just gonna hang out with me all day. So I'm I'm in your shoes, Nick. Where where uh, those are I'm tough shoes, man. Stay at home working dad. Yeah, and it is tough, um, but he's pretty go with the flow for the most part. Um, and it's. It is, and, you know, I'm just going to have to be very structured with him because that's how his daycare was, very structured, So, mm-hmm. um, which maybe will help me be structured. So <laughs> you imagine go. that. Um, so as far as screen time goes, we're not really – that's not really a struggle for us. We're not really there. Um, the only time it becomes a thing is when he does have to go into daycare because we'll, we'll do drop-in at the same daycare. And he's basically on his tablet for most of the time he's there because it's not—it's not like a teacher's there. It's like, do your thing, and there's an adult here to make sure you don't die. That's it. <laughs> so when I have gigs that I can't take him to, um, that's where he goes, and that's that's kind of annoying because I, you know, I just wish they had more stuff for him to do, but there's not much of a choice. Um, so we're not there yet. Is really the short answer. Gotcha. Yeah,
2: man, this is actually co- so. COVID was the first time we were there. I, and to be fair, a little bit was on me, right? So Dad's playing copious amounts of Animal Crossing, uh, <laughs> and so like we had to, we had to set a a thing uh, for Noah that was like, listen, you know, you can only play. I think we set like an hour and a half on a Switch. But then, like, I'm sitting there. Switch goes off, and I'm like, "No, you need to stop playing." So I'm still playing, and so next thing I look over, and there he's got like Mom's iPad, and I'm like, "What?" That's not like you're just. That's just another screen, buddy. You got it, you know. Uh-huh. And suddenly, so like the iPad's gone, and i like, so like, and a Dad's back to playing Animal Crossing, and I look over, and here he is with the remote control in his hand and watching Netflix. I'm like, son, of, that's just another screen. It's like, why is that? There's too many screens in this house. I was like, go do something that doesn't involve a screen. So actually, that's become like like the 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 battle cry. So like when. When the switch goes off, it's not like you need to get off the switch. It's like you need to go find something that doesn't involve a screen. As long as it, you know what you can do. I don't care if you play with your Mario guys, you color Play-Doh, uh, you do your like match puzzles. How old is he? He's six. And so it's like, you go do something that doesn't involve a screen. And so, and so that, like, I don't know. And after a couple months of of quarantine, that became like what we said to him. And he got it. And he really was okay with it once, like, he understood it. He was just, at first, he was just like, well, I can't play on Switch. So I'll just play on the iPad. I can't do the iPad. I'll just go to the TV. But once we figured out how to, like, convey to him what, what he needed to go do. And now he really gets it. Like, we don't have to say very much to him, you know, go Every once in a while, I'll be like, no, you need something that doesn't involve a screen. And um, But most of the time, like when the switch things, um, he's like, all right. And so he'll go pick out one of his other avenues of things to entertain him.
1: Cool. Yeah, we um, with Emily, the, my eight-year-old, uh, her mom's, the, it's not bad that we've got different parenting skills. Not skills, but... Styles. Abilities. I don't know, yeah, styles. That's the word. Mm. There we go. Um, My like, wife and I have different parenting styles. <laughs> yeah. Because um, because at a moment, she's an only child. She kind of gets to do what she wants to do. Not like yeah. she doesn't have to try and incorporate the other two. So, like, she will literally go between playing the Switch, watching TV, or going out on a bike with her friends. So when she comes here, she, it kind of, for the first couple of hours, it's like, she, she goes, Oh, can I go on the switch? It's like, no, you're, you're here. You've not been here for a couple of days. Your brother's really excited to see you spend some time playing with your brother. And I'll put a film on for you guys in a bit so you can chill and watch a film together. But right now he, he's literally wants you to play with all his cats. So go do that. Um, she always tries to gravitate back to, can I go on the switch now? Um, or if the telly's not on while they're playing, she's like, oh, can we put the telly on? I was like, well, but, but you're playing. Oh, yeah, but I just want the telly on. So, well, you don't need the telly on. I'll put some music on, but you don't need the telly on. So, yeah, we're, we're the eldest managing screen time. Um, we're all, it's, we've are all we all got Apple devices. So, we like, um, I think it was, who was it in the Discord? Very quickly, just check it.
2: You're talking about Jan?
1: Yeah, he asked that question and somebody yeah. posted about like the stuff that Apple has. Um we use that quite heavily. So the screen time or downtime aspect of what Apple can do is fantastic. Um you you can because uh, with Jay's device is assigned to her, she's got an iPad on her phone. Basically, we just go into the downtime and we say, right, at 10 o'clock at night, her phone basically becomes a brick and it blocks all these apps apart from what we've said that she's allowed to use. So, um, And she can make phone calls, she can send text messages, and she can listen to Spotify because that's that's all we need her to do really after 10 o'clock. She doesn't need to be on Instagram messaging people or watching videos on TikTok or scrolling through twitter until silly o'clock she just literally it's like you've got the ability to ring us and text us if you're your dad's and you need something or if like for whatever reason you you need to make a phone call or something happens in the night where like we have to take the kids somewhere else so like i've hurt myself at work or if one of the other kids is poorly and we'd need to like drop her off something that my grand, my mum and dad's and stuff and say so she can ask how we are and that's how we limit the the screen time it basically at 10 o'clock she knows that that's it there's no more for the day you've hit your limit that how we
0: sense. manage
1: it how we manage it through the day is where it gets difficult um, I just she's a teenage girl she lives in a bedroom so yeah, like I stick my head in uh, like every hour I'm like what are you doing you're right. Do you think you should maybe put your glasses on for a start? Um, do something else. Do some drawing. Listen to your music, but do some drawing rather than just be. So that's how we. we yeah, that's how we're managing it. And
0: it, yeah, and let's read. Let's read John's question since we are basically there. Um, yeah, he goes. Uh, John Blanco in our Discord goes. Uh, my son has a 2 hour limit on his Switch, but all through the summer he spends a ton of time in his room, probably using his iPad uh, a lot, which is which has no limit. I know I should probably restrict charging cables to get around this, but in lockdown, what do I tell my son to do otherwise? Watch paint dry? Now, with school starting, do you have do you have any strategies for weaning them off game devices without going cold turkey. And I think we've hit on a little bit of that um, kind of like every week, giving them less and less time. So they get used to it and, um, and giving them ideas of what to do other than screen time can help a lot. But I think Sean, you have the, the closest age yeah. to John's kids and like kind of that preteen to teenage years that can be a little difficult to kind of control those things. So do you have any yeah. other other thoughts on that for John?
1: I'd definitely say if if it's an Apple device and you can control digitally control the limit, um, I'd, I'd definitely look into that. The restricting charging cables isn't going to work. They're always going to pull a cable from somewhere. Kids can have cables in the best of places. So <laughs> you've, you have got to go to some kind of like prison warden to try and get rid of that. There's little shivs and everything everywhere <laughs> Monkeys. Um oh, <laughs> I trust me, it, it, it I could say a lot different. But no, um yeah, it, it's difficult. Um we've had issues where like Jaya's kind of she roll her eyes at us or she'll give us a bit of attitude and sass and it's kinda of like, Look, this is how it is. We can't you can't you you, you kinda of sometimes gotta meet it with a bit of an iron fist and like, look, no, this is how it is you You can't go through your entire teenage life staring at a screen you need, you need some time to i don't know read i mean my youngest daughter her readings come on fantastically in quarantine because with limited screen time, so it'd be like, look, pick a book, read a book and she's read all the books that we've got that are like she's reading i don't know if you guys know david williams is but he he released a lot of Roald Dahl style books, but aimed for kids that are a bit older and that's she's called cool. flattened. She's flattened the entire collection. Mm, so she's read them all. Um, like her words, understanding of words is, is brilliant and it's really helped with her vocabulary and, and yeah, and she seems to enjoy it. So, that's that's one thing is try and point them in the direction of reading a book because it does fantastic things for kids learning different words and isn't like different and helps with their imagination and that could pick up then now they've done a bit of reading they might see something that's interesting in there that they want to try or they might find another book that they then want to read it's just it kind of there's a bit of a gateway to making them think for themselves rather than staring at a screen um other than that it's getting outside if you've got the ability to be outside if like we've got a tiny back garden but it's full of kids stuff so we've got a slide bouncy castle a bit of castle the trampoline we did have a bounce castle for a little bit but my mum and dad took that back um, <laughs> yeah um, so it, it's yeah it, even going out for walks if you can like do a big thing as a family going for a walk we try to do it well, it's been nice weather here. Go out every, yeah. once a day, every day.
0: We it's do a family. walk every day after dinner. We do a walk. It just passes the time, makes them tired. It's the best.
1: Yeah. And it gets them out and that's that's it's always yeah. the physical stimulation's better than anything. I mean, I don't know. I couldn't I couldn't now as an adult sit and do nothing for a long period of time. I'd love to. And it's like Oh my God, if somebody could take the kids for a week, the this, this stuff that I wouldn't do would be fantastic. <laughs> um, All the things I wouldn't have to get done. <laughs> yeah, but like now if I'm sat for like two hours and we're just sort of like the kids are playing and I'm like, I sit there and I'm twiddling my thumbs and it's like, I need to do something. If I don't yeah. do something, I'm going to like, so.
0: Cool. Yeah, good deal. Thanks for your question, John. Um, We are going to jump into community uh, questions, uh, Villagers Bulletin Board. We only have one thing to do now because we just answered John's question. But uh, on that note, we want to thank all of the Patreon members of the Nintendo Dads for hanging out with us on Discord. Y'all are the best community on the internet. And if you're listening to this and you want to chat with us three, plus a whole bunch of other Animal Crossing fans that are also dads, and there's a couple moms in there now too, you can join us, you can join in on all the action for as little as a dollar a month over at patreon.com slash NintendoDads. So, um, last week we talked, or two weeks ago, because we do every other week, whatever, you know what I meant. uh, Last week we talked about balancing your dad life with your game life. And, um, I asked you guys to send us some of your strategies or how you do it. And so we got a message back from frosticles on our discord. Frosticles says great show guys to answer your question about how to find time to game with life getting in the way. I'm quite fortunate that my wife is a gamer and plays war zones with the kids. Um, when the kids are in bed, (laughs) so probably not with the kids. (laughs) So from seven ish, when the younglings are in bed, uh, That is our time to get in a few hours. Sadly for me though, in the last month, I've begun to start work at 3 a.m. So my few hours have dwindled down, maybe an hour and a half at most, and I go to bed early. The night before the day off though, I have a proper late night and get about a five hour playtime. And and he and his wife chill together. Uh, Once the kids are old enough, to get into gaming I'm hoping this will change and I'll get all of them involved to play games for now they're too young and don't care so it sounds like he's got the life
1: yeah I know
2: the wife that likes to play video games
1: Mm -hmm. don't know what that's like we 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 chatted a little bit after he'd written that Frosticles because I play a lot of Warzone Solo and and I need a, a team and apparently his wife is in a clan and there's a few of them that all get together and stuff like that. And since that, his wife now follows me on Xbox Live. I don't think she's quite bridged to sending me a friend request yet. I'm not sure, that it's all changed since I started making friends on Xbox. So I'm hoping to possibly join in in his wife's clan and play. So That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I would definitely be playing more video
0: games if my wife either played or cared about them at all. But I also don't blame her, so whatever. (laughs) Um, On that note, if you guys want to send us how you handle screen time in a quarantine world, uh, we would love to hear your answers. We want to get strategies. What do you do? What do you not do? How much time do you give them? All the things. Send them along. You can do that on discord or on our Twitter, which is at end crossing. And that is that. Um, yes, it and is. that is also the show. I think,
2: are we going to talk about violence, blood and gore
0: violence? Yes. Yeah. So Death that was the other thing we're going to destruction, jump into uh, a quick discussion, hopefully about our thoughts on video game violence. Um, this was kind of a last-minute topic that I threw in because I think it's an important I was going to say, didn't you throw it in? <laughs> we did, and then I forgot that I did that because it is uh,
1: bedtime for me. Hey, I've been dealing with video game violence since, like, 1989. I've been jumping on Goombas and Koopa Troopers since, like, I was three years old. Yeah, I don't need to worry about violence. <laughs> well,
0: so, that's, so that's my first question to you guys, is did your parents – were your parents – did they care about giving game violence? Did they know about it? Um, where where were you as a kid in relation to video
1: game violence? Um, I think the first true violence where, like, obviously Mario is not violence. But it, well, he is in a twisted oh, sense. But yeah,
0: we'll talk about graphic
1: violence, it, though. Things that happened yeah, in real life. That yeah. um, I think Killer Instinct for the Super Nintendo was probably my first touch on real graphic style violence. That and Mortal Kombat trilogy was probably the the first. And I think I must have been like nine, ten years old. So I kind of wasn't introduced that early in, in that sense. And even then I think it was limited. I think like I wasn't allowed to play them much. I, I, can't, I didn't really like to play them fighting games whenever my thing as a kid. So it wasn't until like Grand Theft Auto, the, the original top-down one, when the PlayStation came out, that I got onto video game violence where you could run people over and shoot them. And...
0: That's kind of true, right? Like, I, it, like when we were kids, the most violent video game was like a Mortal Kombat. And you look at that now and you're like, nothing it doesn't even look that good you can't even tell what's going on you know um but so these days it's a lot different um as games get more and more realistic but but nick what was your exposure to video game violence like as a kid
2: um yeah my mom cared i mean she was uh i never really thought of her as a gamer but she really was i mean we played a lot of games together and so uh yeah i brought I brought home Mortal Kombat. I think, I think, I think for our generation that, that was kind of the one for a lot, for, for a lot of people. Uh, so I brought home Mortal Kombat and she saw it and she was like, nope. And she took it out of the system and was like, you can take that back to your friend now (laughs) because you're not playing that anytime soon. And so, and I don't remember how old I was or even like which one it was or anything like that. I can't, like, I just remember that happening and she was like, see you later. So yeah, she was, um, you know, uh, And I actually, by the time I think I was able to play it, I wasn't really into Mortal Kombat anymore. So I just, uh, I was like, bah, that's okay. But uh, yeah, so I did, that was my first foray into anything like that. And I'd say like Perfect Dark was probably like my first like shooter where you're killing people that I can think, no, 007. I don't know. Goldeneye
0: was first. Goldeneye was first. Okay, Goldeneye. Yeah, it was
2: Goldeneye then. (laughs) Yeah. So that was that was probably my first foray into into that kind of stuff.
0: Yeah, that that's pretty much me too. I didn't really. I when I played Mortal Kombat at friends' houses, I was like, "This game sucks. Can we play something else? Like, it's not even a good game." It's like,
1: mm-hmm. you know, put
0: Street yeah. Fighter back For, on.
1: First in, introduction to PvP, and it wasn't brilliant. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but my, I don't think my
0: parents. I don't remember them caring, really. I mean, they they didn't go out and buy me Mortal Kombat or, or games that looked like they were... You know, I played Donkey Kong Country and Mario RPG and racing games mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, and then by the time things got like... Um, like I, I think it was probably like the GameCube, PS2 era, where things started to be like more overtly violent. Like it was like, oh, things look kind of realistic now, so now we can make grand theft auto three and we can make we can make manhunt and we can make yeah
1: i was gonna say manhunt i think was my first proper yeah because that game was pretty putting plastic bags over people's heads and beating them with it it yeah a bit weird it
0: was it was very it was very graphic and just over the top and um and uh so so do you guys do you guys subscribe to the uh, ESRB ratings and you have Peggy in Europe I think right Sean yeah we have the, the Peggy system so do you guys strictly subscribe to those for your kids or do you let them go a little skew a little
1: older um, the eldest 14 we're, were quite relaxed with what she's like what she sees so she's a bit of a horror film buff which where i was at that age so my, and i can remember like from 12 years old watching freddie and jason and the the iconic horror figures of like the 80s and 90s i, I used to watch those with my mom as a kid so oh wow yes. Yeah. Yeah, I was a bit twisted as a kid. No, yeah. <laughs> well, it was just one of them things. My mum was a my mum was a really big horror buff. She absolutely loved it, um, and it kind of like it rubbed off on me. These things probably didn't see them that scary as a kid. Um, maybe it made me jump a little bit, but it was something that I shared with my mum. Now, my eldest is the same. She quite likes that, and she plays at fourteen. She's playing obviously Call of Duty. Grand Theft Auto. Um, she plays the Friday the Thirteenth game with her friends, where you have got to hide from somebody who's playing Jason. Not yeah, Friday the Thirteenth. Yeah, yeah. But is... Anyway, yeah. Um, so she she plays all of those, and we're okay with it. She doesn't use the bad language that's in those games. She doesn't go around thinking it's okay to hit people over the head with stuff. So it's kind of like. That's where, for me as a parent, you've kind of got the grip of it. Is does your child mimic a lot of stuff that's happening that they've seen, or can they kind of like take it and digest it, and know that it's it's not right to do that? So, I, yeah. like, I and a lot of that I'm comes a down a lot of that comes down to their age too and their maturity level. Is is um,
0: how much can they separate from reality, and how much do they mimic? That's just the age that they are, and, and I also know that like my five-year-old gets glued to screens if there's a screen on my three-year-old does not she'll go out, she'll get up and do things so you just kind of have to watch also temperament and how they handle stuff so so that's all good I, say,
1: I had a cousin that well cousins there was like three boys all the different ages and the youngest one was really influenced by stuff so like the eldest two would watch wrestling and the oldest two were like older than me. And then the youngest one was younger than me. Um, and he'd be really influenced. So like they'd watch wrestling and he'd think it's okay. And he was going around the playground at school, like trying to suplex kids and stuff like oh that. Oh my was, gosh. Like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> no, hang on. You can't do that. It's that's no, not right. And I think that's when they started to then look at things like he was playing Tekken and, and, and like, it was like really limit the stuff that was influenced, like, could stay because
0: yeah. you really got to know your kid
1: <clears throat> yeah
0: good deal. what about yeah. you nick
2: yeah i think that's pretty much what uh i mean so how i handle because like i said noah really got to have uh use of the switch light for the first time during quarantine and so that was the first time that that i had to really ever look at that because before it was like if he had a switch i was right next to him and so I kind of gave him a, more of a free reign and said, okay, you know, when you, if you want to grab the Switch. And so I was like, well, I got you something because I, I have a lot of games on there that I don't want him to play. So what we do is we use the whitelist feature, and uh, I just lock everything down. And then I whitelist what he can play. And then there's only like seven or eight games that I let him play. And, you know, I think, like, the worst one is probably, like, Space Pioneer. Um, <laughs> but uh, that's, like, super pixelated and there's really yeah. nothing there. Um, so, yeah. W- and for me, I always run stuff by uh, my wife because she is inherently kind of more conservative on the violence than I am. And so, I I respect that. And so, like, before, like, even Boomerang Fu, I would, I was going to download that and show it to him. And I was like, I let her see the thing. And you know, there's, I mean, it's just like, really, it's just fruit that get cut with a boomerang. And I mean, there's, there's not a whole lot there, but I was like, I don't know, maybe she'll have an issue with it. She didn't. And so we downloaded it. And that was good. But that's kind of how we, that's kind of how we run it. Like it's just, um, yeah. It just, I kind of just show her stuff. If I, if I'm on the fence about it or if even if I think it was a possibility that she might have an issue with it, then I run it by her. And I, I'll always respect your opinion if she thinks that he shouldn't be watching it. She has more of the background for that. She's a school counselor and kind of went to school for all that kind of behavioral well, stuff. So yeah.
0: I'm not going to,
2: I'm yeah, I'm not gonna, I'm not going to object to her opinion. I do want to say one thing. I saw you bring this up and I thought this was funny. I, so on a on a quick tangent, we're doing the retro retro rewind. Is the Dream Kirby's Dreamland three? And I looked it up because I was utterly confused as I started to play it on Sunday. That game has no it's no hand-holding whatsoever. But did, have you ever got to the perfect ending in that game? No, no you said you had never played it, right? No. Well, FYI, listen listen to this. I looked it up on Wikipedia. So the the true final boss is this guy named Zero no idea what that is but zero is famous for being a rare example of nintendo graphic violence in a first party game zero fights kirby by opening cuts on his body and shooting blood out of the cuts at him as well as summoning small dark matter to use projectiles when his health is drastically weakened he rips his iris out of his body with blood flying everywhere as it happens the ruined body complete with a vicious gash to its front from where the eye burst out trails away. And the final phase of the fight begins. I, I could not believe that. I was like, "Are you serious? Like, this is a Kirby game? What am I? What am I reading?"
1: I thought, I thought Kirby was the small, pink, fluffy, I know. cute thing that swallowed everything that it saw. When when did it become that? <laughs> it sounds like something you'd see in Metro.
2: Listen, if Wikipedia is wrong, <laughs> then somebody please tell us. But that is Kirby's Dreamland Three. I looked it up just cause I was like, I don't really understand what I'm doing. So I looked it up on and it's the super nest version. Um, and yeah, that's the, it's not, I guess the boss that you fight initially, but so, however you get, I didn't read how you got there, but the zero is the game's secret and true final boss. And yeah, <laughs> so there, <laughs> so, so there you go. If you find the secret boss and your kids are in the room, you might, you might want to pause.
1: <laughs> and I'm not bummed. I
2: think I've broken Dan, by the way. <laughs>
0: I'm just looking at images of this guy and I'm like, uh wow. Does, I
2: didn't yeah. look at him. Are, is he creepy?
0: I mean, okay, in the game, he it, it's not that not that bad.
2: pretty pixelated.
0: Yeah, well, like, you know, it's kind of it's it's a little weird, but it's not graphic necessarily. Yeah, cuz you really can't see anything, right? I mean, it's just yeah, it, I mean, a big,
2: it's 16 bits.
0: He's just a big white circle. Uh, let's see here. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know that's, wow. Okay. His, his iris pops out and it's all bloody. And now you're fighting a big red circle that bleeds every time you hit it. So that's, that's not the Kirby that I remember.
2: Yeah. <laughs> so when I was reading, I was like, Oh my goodness. Here I am like floating around in the beginning of this game. It's all cute and fluffy. And I'm like, man, if I happened upon this secret boss, which I have no idea. Like I said, I have no idea how you get there, but uh, anyways, that's my, I just thought that was funny I read that last night and I was like well if I get to that one I'll have to do that when Noah was in bed (laughs) pretty sure that's not gonna fly on the wife radar
0: if you don't want to sleep tonight go look at some fan art of that no (laughs) 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 yeesh so I think on that note we're gonna go ahead and wrap it up because uh, I can't get much more violent than that Um, don't let your kids play Kirby Land Three. I guess is the lesson we've learned tonight.
2: Well, don't get to the secret boss with uh, with your kiddos around. Hey, hey. yeah, kids. Are but however it goes, Dad Crossing is a part of Nintendo Dad's family of podcasts. You can find new Nintendo Dad content wherever podcasts are found. If you have questions or comments, you can reach out to us on Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram. Everything is at N Dad Crossing. We want to give a big thanks to Nintendo Dads for making this crazy. Happen from Sean Abbott, Dan Caparello, and myself, Nick Metzger. We hope your village is sunny and your villagers, well, they're happy. Have a good one, folks. Don't play Kirby's street Land. I just hit record you better
0: work cover girl work it I mean, girl. Yeah. give it a twirl do your How thing are you doing? really this is more twirling. intending than the podcast probably we can just do this that's why I do it for you guys so we get um, jazzed sounds-
2: up